testing. Hope this is recording. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Daily Bible Reading Show. We are in Acts chapter 22. And this is Paul's kind of like defense before a crowd that wants to kill him. This is Acts 22. Brothers and fathers, hear the defense that I now make before you. And when they heard that he was addressing them in the Hebrew language, they became even more quiet. And he said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus in Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers, being zealous for God as all of you are this day. <laughs> That's very complimentary. You know, they want to kill him. And he says, you guys really love God. You're very zealous. You're really on fire for God. And he says, I, I was like you once. And there's a lot of, I guess, respect you know, that Paul is giving uh, to them as um, kinsmen, you know, brothers and fathers. If you remember back in, what was it, chapter 7, was it? I think Stephen had the same kind of idea. We addressed them with very, very high respect. Um, yeah, he called them brothers and fathers as well. Chapter 7, verse 2, and that's before they killed him. <laughs> but still, you know, it is Paul trying to build bridges you know, trying to preach the gospel well, to his own family or even to his own enemies. But either way, he's trying to bring them closer, not further away to God. Um, verse 4, I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering to prison both men and women, as the high priest and the whole council of elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers, and I journeyed towards uh, Damascus to take those who were there and bring them in bonds in Jerusalem to be punished. So says, I, I was even more eager than you. I used to try to track down uh, Christians. Uh, try to imagine Liam Neeson <laughs> trying to track down all these people and trying to um, capture them, bring them back in handcuffs and bonds to Damascus. No, sorry, he went to, from Damascus to bring them back to Jerusalem. So Paul is just saying, you know, I've been where you are. Uh, I felt the kind of hatred you have for these Christians, and I probably did worse things than you. You know, that's, that's his line of thinking. Uh, bonding through hatred. <laughs> but that's his past. You know, he, he's honest and he's open enough to confess that. Uh, verse 6, As I was on my way, and drew near to Damascus. About noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone around me, and I fell to the ground, and I heard a voice. Sorry, I'm just checking that the cable's connected. I heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not understand the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise uh, and go into Damascus, and there you'll be told all that is appointed for you to do. And since I could not see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. Now this is pretty amazing because Paul is describing his encounter with Jesus. He, uh, he sees this light, he hears his voice, and his voice says, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And get this, uh, they're still listening to him. <laughs> Moments ago, they wanted to kill him, 
uh, and now he's spoken to them in Hebrew, and they go, whoa, hey, hey, you know, he has something to say, he's speaking to us so respectfully. But now, he's talking about Jesus, and they're still quiet. You know, they're still listening to him, which is incredible. You know, they haven't, they haven't said, oh no, we don't hear about this guy, but they're still, you know, he's getting through to them, in other words. You know, he's speaking to them in a way that they're listening to what he has to say, even when he gets to the part about Jesus. Yeah, yeah um, well, continue on, verse 12. And when Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and standing by me said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very hour I received my sight and saw him. Uh, and he said, The God of our Father has appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, to see Jesus, and to hear a voice from his mouth to hear Jesus. So this was a real personal encounter with the risen Lord Jesus. It's almost one of the prerequisites of the apostles, you know, this encounter with Jesus that was very special for Paul because this is post-resurrection. This is post-ascension even. Jesus actually appears him after he's ascended to the Father. And uh, the purpose is verse 15, for you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Uh, when I had returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple. I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another, I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. So he's almost defending you know Jesus is saying get out of there get out of the, of the city he's praying in the temple he says get out of there Jesus is giving him warning sign and Jesus and, and Paul to his credit is defending the people who are trying to kill him he says you know they know they know I used to be like them <laughs> you know I used to uh, go from one synagogue to another I am prison and beat other Christians uh, verse 20, And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. And he said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Da, 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 uh. <laughs> so the moment Jesus says, I will send you to those guys over there, it's almost like saying um, to a pastor uh, in an Anglican church, I'll send you to the Baptists or the you know, Charismatics or something, <laughs> or to the Muslims, to reach out to them, to get them to hear more reasonably from you than the people in your own church, your own people, your own country. The moment Jesus says, I'll send you to the Gentiles, you know, to these outsiders, uh, verse 22, it says, up to this word, they listen to him. Then they raised their voices and said, away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. And as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, um, the tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging to find out why they were shouting against them like this. But when he had stretched him up for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful? Is it lawful for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, What are you about to do? This man, for this man is a Roman citizen. 
So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, Yes. The tribune answered, I, brought this, I bought the citizenship for a large sum. I had to pay for this right to be a member of this city, of this, of this, of this country in Rome. Um, so I pay a large, large sum, but Paul said, I am a citizen by birth. So he's, um, they're just comparing ranks. Um, and this guy paid to get in, but this guy was born in it. So he is like bona fide. He's actually a genuine Roman citizen. So those who were about to examine withdrew from him immediately, and the tribune was also afraid. We've, we've encountered this before because it's actually uh, against the law to beat up or to torture or even to kill, definitely to kill someone from Rome because it brings about the whole protection of Rome down on the people who did this wrong. So um, the tribune was afraid for he realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. Just binding him was illegal and made him afraid. Verse 30, but on the next day, desiring to know the real reason why he was being accused by the Jews, he unbound him and commanded the chief priests and all the council to meet. And he brought Paul down and set him before them. So it continues, it continues on. But up to this point, you see Paul has been trying to reason with his enemies, trying to build a bridge so that others are able to come to know Jesus. And it's only up to the point where they hear that Jesus says, go to the Gentiles, go to the other people, that you see their true motivation. You see why they hate Paul and they hate Jesus so much. It's because um, I think they feel as if God should exclusively love them, that God should not love anyone else. Now that's a... I mean, that's kind of like hatred, but uh, that's coming from a wrong understanding of God's love, if you get what I mean. Because you see, here is Jesus sending Paul to the Gentiles. They don't even believe in Jesus, but even so, even so, they hate the idea of Jesus sending Paul to reach and to love people who are not from their country, not from their culture, not from their background. And, and I'll leave it at that. I mean, I just, I mean, it's just worth thinking how, how have we defined God's love in such a way that maybe it's just us and, and it's something that maybe we've just, just been so used to the idea, we've just been, uh, we've never been challenged on this such that when we encounter something outside of our understanding of God's love, outside of our understanding of God's mission, you know, that it's not just to us, not just for us, that maybe we might have things stirring in our hearts that we never knew were there before. Hatred, jealousy, envy, that kind of thing. And I think that's what the Book of Acts is for. It's meant to actually stir us up. It's meant actually to challenge us to think, you know, uh, how have we maybe constrained and how have we maybe misunderstood what it means to do mission, what it means to do evangelism, who it is that we are reaching out to with the gospel. Um, yeah, I'm here in Jesus Green. It is really awkward. It is really awkward uh, doing this in public, but it's kind of nice as well to be out early in the morning, so not many people out here except people with dogs. Um, but this has been a daily Bible reading show looking at Acts chapter 22. How many chapters to go? Another five, another six. Yeah, almost there. Almost at the end. Take care. God bless. Bye. Shh.